Welcome to Alert and Oriented, conversations about God between friends. Join Gary Barkalow and Sam Williamson as we talk about real life with the real God, really. Hi, everyone. Glad you're joining us again. Several years ago, in fact, decades ago now, um, I had gone to a conference called Dad the Family Shepherd. And at the end of it, uh, he said, listen, I'm going to be emailing all of you who attended uh, some things I'd love for you to do. This is both with your spouse and with your children. And um, so one of the assignments that came to me in time, you know, a week or two or maybe a little more after the conference was to uh, take our wives out to a nice dinner and just ask them questions. And and the speaker actually gave us a number of questions to ask, which was actually kind of helpful for me. I mean, they were good questions. And so I remember what I did was I wrote them in my day timer. And, um, you know, I, I knew I couldn't commit them to memory. So I wrote on my day timer. We, we went to this nice restaurant, steak place, I think. She was sitting on one side of the booth and I was on the other. And I tried to, without breaking eye contact with her, pull my my uh, day timer out of my back pocket, open it up to the page where I had handwritten these questions. And so, you know, when she Lee would look down for a second at the menu or just look away for a second, I would glance down real quickly and try to read the question. And, um, and, and they were really good questions. They were questions like, you know, I'd love to hear more about your childhood, your, your growing up, what was life like? Or, maybe a question like, you know, how would you rate our marriage right now? What, what would you like more of? Or those kind of things. I, I couldn't tell you the specific questions now. But I remember I'd asked her, maybe I was to the second question, maybe the third one by that point, And she reached over and grabbed my hand and put her hand on top of mine. And she said, are you reading those questions? <laughs> and I certainly was. And I had to say, yeah. And, and I explained the story, you know, but but I, I really want to do this. And these, these were such good questions. And she said, I, I love that you're asking me these questions. She said, but what I most want is your heart than, than just the questions someone else has given you. Very kindly, but she, she was bringing me into a deeper place. I had a desire, you know, to have an intimate time with her on conversation and connecting hearts. But she knew I was kind of caught in a script at that point, and we really weren't heart to heart at that moment. You know, Gary and I have been wanting to do this series on um, nurturing the life of God in us. And as we talked about it, Gary told this story of the time with his wife. And I think we both were so captivated by the story because we we do that with so many people not just with our spouses you know you know there's so often where we have some kind of agenda to accomplish something um and then just this week as we are preparing for this uh podcast i i was reading the passage in john 14 where scripture says on the night before his crucifixion jesus said to one of his disciples have i been with you so long and still you do not know me philip and, you know, I read that and I thought, oh, my goodness. I mean, he could have said that to me. Have I been with you so long, Sam, and you still don't know me? Um, I, I, 
we, we say that Christianity is about a relationship with God, right? I mean, it's not just morality. It's not just the right theology. It's really a relationship. And yet I think so often, I don't know, we treat it like a to-do list. We treat God like a to-do list. When Oswald Chambers was commenting on that very verse that I just read, he said, it is a joy to Jesus when a disciple takes time to walk more intimate with him. And I thought, I can bring God joy by, by just wanting to walk more intimate with, with him. He then goes on and says, the bearing of fruit is always shown in scripture to be the visible result of an intimate relationship with Jesus. And I thought, think of that. An intimate relationship with Jesus just just to know God for the sake of knowing God, not for fame, not for fruit, not for finances, just to know the one we love, just like Gary wanted to know the one he loves, Lee. But I think God calls us to something more than just a to-do list. I think he calls us something more than just an abstract philosophy. And what we want to talk about is what does it mean to nurture that relationship? Just like Gary was trying to nurture a relationship, like he had he had the idea right, but he was sort of focused on the to do list more than the, more than the relationship. Right, 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 right. You know, my intent was good, but it was more of a technique I was using at that moment. And um, yeah, you know, it's so easy. I mean, I have done this in the Christian life where you know, a relationship, you have a relationship with God, you understand theologically it is solid. God created it with us. Therefore, we can't break it, you know. And then after a while, it's easy to just to either get sloppy or lazy in our relationship. And then we say, oh my goodness. And we start to try to apply techniques, you know, to to keep it good or maybe. So, you know, I, I remember a friend of ours, Michael Thompson once said, he said, where is a more intimate meal at the dining room table or in the drive-through? And he said, either way, you get something to eat. But where's the more intimate meal? And I remember hearing that thinking, oh, my goodness, sometimes my times with God feel like a drive-through, right? Go through, make the order, get it done, keep driving, you know, instead of that idea of just an intimate meal. What just, just wanting to be with God. And Sam, so many times you said we have to remember that the scriptures are not primarily about us, and they're not primarily about how we are to live. They are primarily God helping us understand who he is, his character. You know, it's about him, not about us. And approaching the word that way is intimate when I am reading about him and who he is. And I love that versus, so how does he want me to live? Should I be doing this? Should I not? Oh, I shouldn't have done that. It's just such a different, it's a heart difference, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I, anybody can read scripture. And, you know, I've read a lot of bad philosophers who read scripture and come up with all kinds of philosophies about it, secular philosophers. And scripture says we can't understand what God's purpose is in scripture without the Holy Spirit. And it's literally why Jesus says in John 15 or 16, he says, it's better that I go. It's better that I not be here so I can send the Holy Spirit. And Honestly, if we think about that, doesn't that just sound strange to us? I mean, don't we want Jesus sitting right there? And Jesus, it's better that I go so I can send you the Holy Spirit. And so 
you know, just before we had our podcast, we started it. Jim Klein, a good friend of Gary's and mine, is, is in fact, he's on the call right now, but he always prays with us. And I love the fact that he slipped up when he prayed. This morning, you know, we're talking about nurturing the life of God in us. And he said, oh, God, be with them as we nurture the God of life in us. <laughs> and I thought, that's right. The God of life is in us. We're not just nurturing the life of God, but but the God of life. This is there is a promise that we can have a kind of life that we that I think we're missing in the doldrums of, of COVID. You know, I think so many of us are living under sort of a cloud of the COVID or the political tension. And, and God is promising that his life itself can sort of burn more brightly again in us. The, the, the life that we had when we first got converted can be an eternal rebirth inside us of, of more and more life. Yeah, and and you know, I mean, Sam, you and I, and 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 Jim, and Bob, and John. I mean, we all know that the life we desire to live, the 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 experience we'd love to have, the place in the kingdom we want to take, and the effect we want to have, all comes out of our relationship with God. But I'll, I'll tell you, my attention shifts very quick to skill, technique, capability, capacity, schedules. And I just think it's something that we have to keep reminding each other of. I have to remind myself of every day, okay? This is when I get up, this is time to be intimate, alone, set aside time with God, with him, our relationship, our friendship. And we, he and I will go into the rest of the day, but there are a lot of other people around us and that changes things a bit. And I just have to keep reminding myself that. And, you know, therefore, that's why we said, well, let's talk about all the elements that um, feed into this uh, nurturing the life of God within us. You know, we've talked about uh, scripture. We've talked about community. We'll talk about more things, but it's it keeps going back to this life is about this life of God in us and the God of life who lives in us. It really is. You know, um, it, and, and I, I love the way you said it's not just about a skill or it's not just about an achievement or an accomplishment because we're so skill oriented today. You know, I want to develop my craft and I, and, there's, and that's good. Um, my wife grew up on a farm and our first house was in a suburb, which she just couldn't stand because she grew up on a farm. And after six or seven years, we did buy a house uh, sort of on 30 acres and we had a barn and my wife came alive there. And I remember we'd only been there, gosh, a couple months. And we spent the weekend doing this big project in the backyard because it was a new house to us. And we worked from morning to night. And at the end of the second day, my wife said, you know, that was the best date I've ever had with you. You know, and she was not disparaging, you know, the great dinners and, and you know, um, vacations away or honeymoon. She was saying she likes working with me, you know, and, and even though, you know, nurturing the life of God in us is not about accomplishment, there is a way I think God delights to work with us. You know, it can be a great date. I mean, it's Gary and I met and then we just did some retreats together and we were working together. We didn't have a friendship. We were just doing stuff together. But out of doing that stuff together, we developed a friendship. And, and I think there is a way God loves to work with us as we work. 
as we do accomplish something, but it's almost like the, the purpose is being together. But the thing that comes out of it is this great, wonderful fruit that we did together because our focus is on a relationship. Although you and I started on, on the work, but it turned into a friendship. It turned right. into a relationship. I remember, I think it was Dallas Willard reading something like, you know, there is an aspect to God that we will never understand and experience until we work together with him, right? It's kind of what you're saying. There's a side to our friendship, our intimacy with God, that when we also, when we work with him, it's another experience. We see a side of him and how he speaks and how we work together. But, you know, I ran across a quote from, you know, the book of Praying Life. And, you know, we've talked about the fact that right now we have an online course called What's a Story with Prayer? Um, and Bob Allums, who does a Praying Life seminar, is the, the teacher that does this. And again, for those of you listening, it, you can certainly sign up for this. Just email me, you know, Gary at thenobleheart.com, and I'll let you know how. But out of the book, one of the things he says that's so good, he said, you know, don't, you don't create intimacy, you make room for it. I was really struck by that, right? In a sense, I was kind of trying to create intimacy with Lee when I had my questions. And he, you know, and, and she was just kind of saying, let's just make room for it. Let's just let it happen heart to heart. And 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 we love spiritual disciplines. And they have they're such they take such a place in the traditions of Christianity. Um, but we can turn those into the skills, the formulas, the, the quote guarantees. And I think God says, just just make room for our intimacy. You know, and these things can do that unless they're you think they're formulaic. And then he says, he said, this is true whether you are talking about your spouse, your friend, or God. You need space to be together. Efficiency, multitasking, and busyness all kill intimacy. And, and I know one of the difficulties I run into is I tend to read scripture on my iPad, you know, because I can use different apps and I can read different versions. And then I can go right away and I can write in, in my journal, which I do in Evernote, which is on my, my iPad. Um, and then if, if I feel like God's saying something to me, I can put it in my calendar. I can put it somewhere else anyway. But the problem is, is I start to get into the multitasking thing. You know, and it just pulls me right away. It's as if I go up and say, hey, Lee, let's just talk, see how you're doing. But I've got my phone in front of me, you know, and I'm constantly checking, oh, someone texted me or I need to text somebody. And so it's just thinking intimacy, 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 how to make room for it. And this is the point. I love that metaphor, how to make room for it. You know, we can't create intimacy, but we can create room for it. So when Gary and I are talking about this course, or this, not, it's not a course, these podcast series called uh, Nurturing the Life of God in Us, one of the things we're sort of kind of deliberately contrasting it with is spiritual disciplines. And, and I don't mean to disparage the idea of spiritual disciplines, but a discipline to me is a little bit more grit your teeth, do the right thing, even though you're distracted. And, and we want to say it's, it's a little bit more personal than a discipline, but I like the way you're saying it. It, it, it. Maybe it's a kind of discipline, but the intention of the discipline is to make room for God. So the intention of the discipline is not to accomplish the discipline. The intention of the discipline, the intention of the activity is to make room for intimacy with God, for God to grow in that intimacy. I really like that. And we are going to talk about disciplines, or we are going to talk about different ways we can nurture the life of God in us. But the purpose is always to make room for intimacy, much more than to accomplish. I read three chapters today, 
or right. I prayed 15 minutes or I intercede for seven friends. You know, the purpose of all this prayer study is developing an intimacy with God. I mean, literally with God. And and I think, yeah, Sam, all that you're saying here is that I think good friends, you know, brothers, sisters in the Lord, if they're good friends, they'll ask, how are you doing with God? Mm-hmm. You know, not how long was your quiet time? Are you having one every day? How long do you read scripture? How long do you pray? You know, but it's really, how are you doing with God? And and good friends will understand the question and not misinterpret it, you know. I just think it's so important because then we can say, you know, I, I haven't had much time. I've been doing the checklist thing, but to be honest, I, I don't think well. I think my heart has drifted, not, a, not necessarily drifted away from God, but but those moments. I've not made room. I've let other things, you know, take over that space. So I think we need to do that for each other. And we want to talk about part of the ways we develop or, or nurture the life of God within is through friendship as well. It is. And a, a number of people listening have been to one of your calling intensive retreats. And in one of the calling t- intensive retreats, we have, well, in them, we have a bunch of exercises. And the very first exercise we have is each person in your small group will tell their life story, take about an hour, 50 minutes or an hour and tell their life story. And after I did that with you, Gary, over 10 years ago, I came back and I said to my wife, Carla, I said, I want to hear your life story, you know, and it was her birthday. Um, and for two hours, we went out to dinner and I didn't have a checklist except to say, tell me your life story, you know, tell me your earliest memory. And for the two hours turned into three hours and I had no agenda and I wasn't going to say, okay, now I've been meaning to talk to you about that point. You know, it was purely questions and we are going to talk. And one of the ways we nurture the life of God in us is learning to listen to God. I mean, so often in our prayer, we have an agenda, you know, God, uh, give me a better job, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever. But I do think that a huge part of nurturing the life of God in us is just to listen to him, learning how to listen to the voice and the heart and the nature and the character and the beauty of God, learning to listen, learning to see that. And so, you know, along your lines, it's very much learning just to listen to God, recognize him as friends, no agenda, just what does God want to say? So, Sam, I want to ask you a question, but first the thought that came to my mind was, um, yeah, I forgot it as soon as I said that. <laughs> oh, that so, so, <laughs> so that was just an intimate moment there that we were, I was admitting, <laughs> yeah, anyway, so you know, and it's really, you know, we understand the importance of understanding scripture, of understanding truth. And so we can spend time in the word, you know, trying to gain more Bible knowledge, which is a very valuable thing, you know, especially in this world right now with, with the falsehoods that's out there in the other worldviews. But that's not intimacy with God, but it is a good thing. Right. You know, they're, 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 but I think we just have to keep our eyes on intimacy with God but there's also growing in biblical knowledge, you know, and so on. But but here's what I want to ask you, Sam. Just what do you do? What have you been doing that does feel like in your life it you it helps you nurture the life of God within? You know, and and maybe you know not necessarily gaining Bible knowledge or preparing to do a sermon or write a blog, which are kingdom things, but they can be different. But how would you answer that? 
I would say that the the thing that I've been doing this year, you know, for for the last couple of months maybe is, you know, a lot of things have been going on in life, in COVID, in political situations, just even in my family situation where there's sort of a turmoil, a good turmoil, but a turmoil. I think I've been instead of resisting things, you know, there's there's a way I think all of us want to control something. We we never call it control, by the way, because if we call it control, we'd stop doing it. But we're trying to control things, you know, even the way we pray, God, would you please help that person stop doing that? We're we're trying to control it. I've been asking God, what are you up to? And you know, I don't know that I've, I'm getting an answer from God every time. I mean, there's a really good chance he's just smarter than me and he can't explain it to me because I'm too dumb. But just ask, asking the question, God, what are you up to, is moving my heart in a way to realize he is up to something. You know, the God who made the heavens and earth also made each blade of grass. And, you know, he sees each sparrow and he dresses the, the fields and the flowers. And I'm thinking, asking God, just what are you up to? Not would you stop that? God, would you please do this? But saying, God, what are you up to? is moving my heart in a way, you know, in a way to worship, I guess, to say, you're really big, you really have a plan. It's always for something good, even when I don't see it. And it moves me just to love him more. So that what I've been doing is saying, what are you up to, God? What are you up to? Yeah. What about yourself? Answer that yeah. question yourself. <laughs> yeah, we're out of time now. Uh, <laughs> we are just about out of time, but I'll answer that first. We are. <laughs> Um, you know, part of it is there, there's a couple things I've been trying to, 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 you know, to make space for God by doing this. And one is, you know, starting off my time in the morning with God when it's just set aside time with him is kind of just starting by kind of just pouring out my heart, you know, mm -hmm. kind of how am I doing? I'm, I'm not doing well. I'm, I'm really struggling. I'm wondering, I'm worried. I'm confused. Um, I feel like I got to do that even to get my heart to start opening up, you know, like getting up early in the morning, you just, I have to keep opening my eyes wider and wider until now I'm really seeing clearly. And so I, I kind of have to do that. And then I, and now I'm more and more trying to read wherever I'm reading in scripture of trying to realize, Oh, God is like that. Isn't he versus, Oh, I should be like that. Shouldn't I, that's what I'm going to become. Right. It's more of, Oh, that's what God really is like. And I'm trying to focus in on that, which is a very different focus that I've typically had. And, and I find myself walking out of that those times um, more hopeful, more light, more feeling like God is really real not and close and not distant. You know, it just feels like something's getting nurtured in me, which is good, you know, versus the world trying to nurture worry, fear, separation. And so, you know, I'm still growing and learning in this, but that's been helpful for me. So any last thoughts, Sam? You know, I think my last thought is simply to reinforce just the value of saying a key part of my life is trying to nurture that life of God, to, to honor the life of God, to develop that relationship. And, you know, I think anybody, if they start thinking about this as a priority, can all of a sudden sort of reorient our hearts slightly from our tasks to some kind of relationship. So I'd say I encourage that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, those are great final words. Just continue to focus on it because really I think what we want in our heart of hearts is we just want to continue to develop this relationship with God. 
because everything else will fall in line. Everything else is, takes on a different light as we do that, you right. know? So anyway, everyone, thank you for joining us for this conversation. And we're going to continue in this theme because it's so central to absolutely everything we care about. Thanks for listening. Please join us by following this podcast or liking it. And visit our websites, thenobleheart.com and beliefsoftheheart.com for more resources in living the eternal life with God today. You'll find articles, videos, and online classes. See you next week.